This is the Sports Divided Podcast. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. To the net, over. Patrick Kane has scored the goal. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. The Cubs They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think they, uh, not only did not have Zoom, I'm not sure they had television, but yeah. <laughs> I think the last time we did it was uh, before the Blues got knocked out. In the yeah, world. because but I remember, because all, you know, of course, my time frame is all with Mary Ellen. So uh, it was pre wedding and pre move. Uh, Yes. Yes, we have not done it since we moved. That, that, yeah. that, that's a fact. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I never in my life appreciated as much the downsizing to a townhouse where somebody takes care of your snow as this oh. week. <laughs> you Man. look out the front window and you watch them, they're, they're clearing everything. It's great. <laughs> I tell you, I envy you. <laughs> oh, man. So the last episode we uploaded was 9-10. We oh, talked okay. about the NFL. It was our NFL predictions. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> be interesting to go yeah. back. Huh. Let's see if I have them somewhere. I wow. remember, I think, picking the Texans to do something. <clears throat> that was wrong. I think we probably all picked the Chiefs. Probably. I don't remember voting going against them. Yeah. A lot changed in the NFL since then. Boy, no doubt. Well, yeah, it's been, you know, it, for as crazy as it's all been and stuff like that, you know, where you're stuck in a house and everything else, time has kind of just gotten away. It's just, you know, there were just things, I mean, obviously the wedding, you know, was, was one. And then, you know, we had the move, both, you know, both moves and. And the holidays. And the holidays, they, y'all got hosed up for the most part, and yeah, everything is there. There is. We were talking about. We thought Clint Eastwood was with you. Know, we saw the empty chair. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, my, so, my September, September 10th was the last time we did one. Oh wow! Tell me that's not frightening. So who won? Who won the AFC North? Uh, wasn't it the Steelers, right? Yeah, the Steelers. Uh, well, I hesitate because they, they got up to such that, that that great start, and then they kind of fell apart. Yeah, yeah they, were nine, they were nine and zero, weren't they? Yeah, they limped in really bad. Yeah, and, and you so, got Roethlisberger's done. I mean, well, they were. Were they eleven? No, eleven and one. Were they eleven? Eleven and one. Yeah, they're eleven and zero. Yeah, they made eleven and zero. 
There was, there was there was another team that was five and one too, but we won't talk about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about them when it comes to the Stafford trade. We knew that was okay. We knew that five and one was a fraud, though. We, nobody was fooling us. So. Yeah, but but so a real a real quick rundown. So Matt had the Ravens, Bills, Texans, and Chiefs. Texans. <laughs> Dave had Pittsburgh, New England, Indy, and the Chiefs. Keith had the Ravens, Bills, Titans, and Chiefs. And then I had the Browns, Bills, Texans, and Chiefs. So you had three. Yeah. And then out of the uh, – well, nobody got the East in the NFC. You guys all had the Cowboys, and I had the Eagles. <laughs> um, Keith and myself – we're correct with the Packers. You both had the Vikings. Um, Dave was the only guy that took Tampa. Everybody else had the Saints, and we all had the Seahawks. So we didn't do horrible. And no, we were we were probably better than yeah. most of the professionals. The ones that are on TV. Yeah, we were in the in the neighborhood. I mean, really, the the biggest one was probably the Texans. The biggest miss. <laughs> well, and then a lot of us had the Cardinals and 49ers as wild cards, and that didn't work out too well. No. Well, the Cardinals had to lose two in a row to not make it. I mean, all they had to do was win one of their last two, and they'd be, they'd be yeah. the Bears. Nobody had the Bears. Right? No, nobody picked the Bears for anything. Uh, <laughs> Which was all shows our intelligence. Yeah, every everybody but everybody but Dave had the uh, Bucks as a wild card. Dave had the 49ers and Cardinals. Matt had the Eagles and Bucks. Keith had Minnesota and the Bucks, and I had the Cardinals and Bucks. Yeah, I think the 49ers actually would have been there, at least as a wild card if it wasn't for oh, yeah. just a god-awful amount of injuries. Mm-hmm. Well, and then also playing the last half of their home games in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, it was – they it didn't work out well for them and stuff like that, but I, they were a better team than the Cardinals. All right, so let's get to this one. Um So it'll probably touch a decent amount of stuff. So we'll start with Stafford and then the Super Bowl predictions. And then we'll uh, talk a little NHL. And I think probably the most time will be spent on the news from Friday. That huge Jack Peterson signing was was real big. And the news the news from Friday was the fact that uh the Ricketts released more money than for him to go out and buy some. The only problem is nobody sent out much. Yeah. Because they're at well, I mean they were at two twelve payroll last year. They're at one sixty right now. And they're in White Sox range. <laughs> so, you know, if if Jed Hoyer just knew play. how to if Jed Hoyer just knew how to completely fleece the Colorado Rockies like we have been Oh, well, the past yeah. 
Here's the question on that one. We'll come back to it there. If that's all that Colorado wanted for Arenado, yeah, why was he still there now? Even I mean, because he wouldn't work. He wouldn't waive his no trade clause. Yeah, I think uh, the no trade clause. I think is the key there. Yeah, because was the only other city in the country he wanted to live in. Apparently, he was texting. You don't think apparently he was texting like five guys about it. I mean, you, you don't think San Diego would want him? I mean, they signed everybody else in the world. I mean, like yeah, Arenado is a. And if you had a chance to live in San Diego or St. Louis, if, or San Diego in any other city in this country, which one would you live in? Oh, St. Oh, Louis. We we have we had a little help from a uh, former Rockies great that got traded yeah, to St. Louis I'm too. Sure. That was a big influence on him. When yeah, I'm sure here. Matt Holiday is. Yeah, yeah, they're they're crediting him with a pretty big assist here in St. Louis on that one. I, I mean, I think he's going to be a big a, a big impact. Don't get me wrong, because but not as much offensively as defensively. He, offensively, he's a he, you know he's not the player he is in Colorado, but he's very good. He's not great. He's very good defensively. Do, he's the same no matter where he goes. I mean, he's he, he's the best third baseman in the National League. Yeah, I was gonna say Keith. Keith will know this. I get 2001 vibes right now when we traded Placido Polanco, Bud Smith, and Mike Tim- Timlin for uh, Scott yeah. Rowland. The uh, but does yeah. one does one guy fix your offense? As we think of your offense from last year, just for a minute, one guy fixes it. I he yeah. makes it better. Yeah, but I Harrison, mean <laughs> Harrison Bader is going to be the big difference maker this year. <laughs> but so they're, right after, they're yeah, Harrison Bader, and you can pick up Al Moore to go with them. Okay. <laughs> they're the same guy. Yeah. But so they're they're already saying that Molina and the Cardinals have agreed to a one year deal. They haven't fully announced it. Won't get announced. I, I don't see Molina going anywhere else. No. Well, it won't get announced until the Caribbean Baseball Series is over, and then um, apparently there's a. 9.75 offer of one year to bring the whole band back together and have probably the best defensive infield in the entire league with Wong. So, oh, that would be interesting. I heard the Cubs were talking to Wong. Yeah, that was which, which all we need is another second baseman. We'll have 12 guys there. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> how many guys can play second base? Yeah, well, hey, Wong played some games in center field, so there's your center fielder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, your center fielder's got eat that. Well, I guess they could put him in left and stuff like that. And stuff like that. But I mean, I, I mean, the Peterson, the Peterson thing isn't awful only because of the fact that if you look at his stats, he's Schwarber with a golf. I mean, it's easy. It, it, almost it was frightening. They put up his, all their, their, their career stats. They were both 230. They, they were within like five points. On every slash line that was there, and the number of home runs was similar. They're the same guy, except he's a, he's a little better fielder. Oh, there are Cardinals fans who wanted him. They've, there's been talks about him. So, uh, yeah. now, now the weird thing is, it's only one year. I mean, I, I when we get to the, when we go to back to baseball, I don't know what the Cubs are doing. I, I really do not. I, I um, <laughs> you know, well, I think I think a lot of this. I think a lot of this one year stuff. Three million dollars, something's wrong. I think a lot of this one year stuff is just to get through, to see if there's going to be fans this year or not, and then well, sure, they teams told, can they spend money a year later. 
They also told Chris Bryant today he's not going anywhere. Did they really? Yeah, unless it, they told him unless it's a complete sweetheart deal, he's not leaving. So because he was whining and he wanted to know where what was going on, so they told him. Well, he came out and flatly said he's not happy. He's just not happy. He's not having fun playing. Yep. So uh, he, if, when the player says that, I feel like upper management's got to be like he's got to go. Well, know? they. I think that. But then he also said he wanted to finish his career in Chicago. So, I mean, it's... Oh, he's not going to say he doesn't want to finish. Yeah, so... I, he's I mean, saying... I think, I think he's here. But I think he's here for the long run, quite frankly. Uh, he's saying that so the bums out in left field don't throw beer on him during warm-ups. Or he ain't over in left field. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that was, that no, was I'm the, talking about the guys from across the rooftops. <laughs> That's a pretty good heat. <laughs> I think the good question, maybe when we get to this in the actual podcast, or I don't know if it's starting now, but um, if what, what's the better combination, the Brizzo or the Goldenado? Which I mean, they? who's got who's got more gold gloves? Well, yeah, that's, I thought it was a good, it was a good debate. Between between uh, Keith, Brizzo, you're muted. Brizzo, Brian Keith, Brizzo, you're muted. Or Goldschmidt and Arenado. So Brizzo. Or we can't Goldenado. hear you, Keith. Keith, are you on mute? Oh, yeah, you are. There you go. No, it's just not picking up a sound. Yeah, it's not. You, 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 you don't show on mute, but we can't hear you. We could hear you earlier. Mm-hmm. Are you covering up the microphone? Do you have it on your lap or something? You're covering up the microphone? May have to sign out and sign back in. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't do anything. There you are. Oh, there we go. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can you? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. And all that stuff I was saying was like it was just incredible. Uh, damn. No. No. I. I would say if you if you put Goldschmidt and uh, Arenado next to Bryant and and Rizzo. It's very similar. I, I'm not going to argue that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, I, I prefer our guys only because I know our guys, but uh, I, there's not there's not a huge gap between one one way or another. I, I think that would be a year-to-year thing. You know, if you're Brian or Rizzo, though, what, what I was saying was, uh, you know, I mean, do you want to hang around? Because essentially you're, you're, not, you're not doing the complete rebuild from many years ago, but you're headed in that direction. Do you want to hang around for that? Well, somebody's got to tell you what's going on. Here's the deal. Somebody's got to tell you what's going on. It's, it's, if you look at the fact, they still have a pretty damn good amount of their core left. I mean, mm-hmm. you still got buy, you still got Baez, and you still got uh, your, you, start, you got your starting catcher, and you got Hap. Hayward. Uh, I mean, eventually Hayward's contract's going to come up, you know, so that'll be. They still have Kipnis too, right? They have Jason Kipnis. Yeah, Kipnis is still here. He's still there. So I mean, they, yeah, one of their seven center second basemen. So they still have, you know, pretty, you know, pretty good. So they well, also got a pretty good young kid at second base too. That's that's there, but Nico Yeah. So Cubs. You look at that, and you look at the fact that, you know, they they go out and spend three million dollars with you know the best international kid they can they can get, you know, who's been compared to A Rod and stuff like that, and he's only eighteen. And, you know, the guy that signed A-Rod is the guy that's that's pushing the, this guy. I mean, so that Christian Hernandez. So they're they're doing that's the part that's confusing to me is they're doing stuff like that. So they're not just 
putting it all off. Yeah, but on the pitching side, oh my gosh. Well, well the pitching know. side frightens the hell out of me because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Marquez will be up this year, and I think he's the real deal. I don't think Edsley is the real deal. I think he's Edsley's a, a five. You know, yeah, he has sometimes when he looks real good, but he's he's Dylan Maples. He's Dylan Cease. He's Dylan. He's a He's all these guys. Yeah, you know, he, throw, he throws one hitter one day, and the next time gets his lit up. You know, because he can't find a plate, and that—that's Adsley, unfortunately. I think you know, and he's and he doesn't throw hard enough to to make up for it. Uh, Marquez is throwing 100 miles an hour. You know, he's throwing 94 mile an hour sliders. So I mean, it's uh, he he you know he's the deal, but he's only he's the only other guy pitching wise. The rest mm-hmm. of the Cubs. You know, top guys, uh, Brennan, who's uh, you know down in the minors as a hitter, he's in the top 100. He looks really good, uh, and they've got a catcher, uh, you know that that's coming that looks real good. But and a shortstop kid out of Chicago, out of Clemente High School, um, that just uh, he's got a chance to be a really really good player very soon. But. You got you got a fifty million dollar deduction in your payroll right now. If you can afford two twelve last year, you can afford two twelve this year. Because everybody's going to lose money again this year. There's no, you just got to say if he's going to spend another fifty million, uh, now's the time because you know they're getting to be nobody left. And beside a Trevor, just not the right one. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, that one that one's good for. Uh... Cardinals fans for when we face you. He's got like a career ERA of like 5.2 or something against the Cardinals. He's another, we light he, him up. He's, we've got like eight guys competing for the fifth spot. Mm. You know, I, mean, I you know, Shelby Miller. I mean, you know, and you know, now they're talking to Jake Arietta. I mean, oh my lord, you know, trade rumors of Hendricks too. They get all all. Well, if, Hend- if Hendricks goes, then I really do wonder. What's going on? Because uh, Hendricks is the guy. He's still only twenty-eight. He's the guy you got to build around. Yeah. Plus, he owns the Cardinals. He's not even a one. Yeah. He's like a he's like a two, two, three guy. You know, he's not your top of the rotation ace. Even even though he, he's like second in ERA over the last seven years in baseball, I just, he's just not that guy. I don't. I don't. I you know it, it's it, people said Maddox wasn't that guy either. You know because he didn't throw hundred miles an hour, but. Hendricks is uh, ask, ask the Cardinals fans how well they like Hendricks in you know hour and a half games and stuff. So, hey Rick, are you recording all this? This is like yeah, the we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna keep this. I'll yeah, just so add Hendricks, in the end. I'll yeah, add in the intro later. Yeah. I mean, Hendricks is a guy I would I would trust with the game. Was he John Lester at Lester's height? Maybe not, he doesn't have. It's hard to tell because the guy doesn't talk. You know, so he's not outgoing and stuff. If you look, just look at his results, good lord. You know, but if he goes at twenty-eight, then you do have to wonder. You know, what are you doing at that point? Uh, I mean, the the Darvish thing. You know, from all his intents, it looks like they got a couple pretty good prospects, but the prospects are three years away. I mean, that's what the hell is that? Yeah, you, know? you don't give up your your number one pitcher. You just don't. I mean, you know, pitching is the key to everything. And wow. Yeah, well, well, you look at San Diego. You know, and what they've done. You know, load up and stuff like that. 
I mean, and they're probably still not going to beat the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, so it makes you, it makes you wonder. But uh, I mean, I could see selling Darvish when he was high, but you didn't get enough for him. No. Mm-hmm. Well, and you gave up Carantini. Yeah, Carantini had a suck year last year, though. He, <laughs> Yeah, like but five extra base hits. I mean, the whole year. Yeah, but so so you just sold extremely low on a guy that had a lot of promise. That's uh, the I other mean, thing. Caratini's promise was 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 long since done. And you and your top prospect in the minors is the catcher. So uh, you'll see Miguel Aguirre as a backup catcher for you know Remind may be up in the beginning just to make sure and stuff like that. But it'll be Miguel Aguirre as, as your as your backup catcher. Two, two things you can guarantee. What's that? Two things you can guarantee. Two things you can guarantee in the world: the Cubs always have the next great catcher, and the Bears have way too many tight ends without having any tight ends. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard to argue with Contreras, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I still Contreras. wouldn't say he's the best. Contreras, pretty good. Yeah, but I'm saying it's always, it's always he's the next greatest one. And it's like, yeah, I mean, they're good. I don't think they're the best ever in the game. Well, not like, the best ever. I mean, yeah. Just, I no, mean, I mean, I mean like for that era, like he's not the, he, all it is. <laughs> what? You got spoiled is all it is. You, you had one of the best catchers in the game over the years. Uh, wait another year or so. And then talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Kisner's supposed to be good in the Savon Herrera. They uh, got is supposed to be the yeah, next guy. Fun. <laughs> no, I mean Kisner. Kisner's good. He's proven it. He when Yachty went out, he hit like three twenty or something like that in the fifteen game stretch. He manages the team pretty well. It's just they like this guy. They got in the when they got when they sent Jose Ramirez and uh, Randy Arozarena in that trade with Tampa. They got a guy who's nineteen years old, Ivan Herrera, who is the number three catching prospect at the time that they, that they have dubbed as like the next 20 plus year. Cardinals yeah. He's one of their, one of their top uh, prospects. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, every team in the, the central division has a holes in it. I mean, there's, I, I would say I would move up until we traded Darvish and you picked up Arenado. I still think the Cubs were going to win the central, to be honest with you. Albeit maybe as a 500 team. Uh, now I, the Cardinals have to be the favorite, but they don't be running away with that division. That's for sure. There's yeah, you know, I, I think the Cardinals would be the favorites. Uh, well, the Arenado trade, but then also their their pitching is is going to be pretty good. But uh, boy, oh boy, talk about a division that uh, just uh, looked like they were just throwing up the white flag, you know, until the last uh, couple of days. Well, so I heard this this John Paul Morosi gave this stat on MLB the other day, and it was. At the time, they didn't know the, the amount Peterson signed for. But any contract that was given over the offseason by any of these teams, Wainwright's $8 million was four times the amount of any of those contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's it, – like, it, like you said, how do you pick up a guy like Arenado for what he went for? I mean, everybody signed a and, uh, discount. And you get the $50 million in cash. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who had the gun to whose head on that one? I mean, yeah, that as is- a Cardinal fan, you know, you're just waiting for the for the rug to be pulled out, you know, because it's like, are, are you serious? <laughs> well, that, no, yeah, now, real? <laughs> now, now what you're waiting for is somehow somebody goes, actually, 
that trade's not fair. It's vetoed. And you're like, well, MLB's looking at the trade. If that trade isn't fair, but they're not going to veto it. No, they, they're not going to veto it. Yeah. Is, that, they got our, is that trade fair, though? God no! <laughs> they got our number nine. They got our number nine prospect, uh, John, with the superfluous Jay Torres, <laughs> and then they got. Uh, I mean, I like the guy Austin Gomber, but you know, then after yeah, that, but, it was, but if you're yeah, if you're gonna you get Arenado, you give up Gomber. Well, I was gonna say if Gomber's guy, you got fifty million dollars. <laughs> exactly, uh, we didn't help get, you pay for the contract. We didn't give up a top. We didn't give up a top. Uh, Top nine guy. Mm. Torres was 10, and then we gave up Angel Rodon, who was number 13. Yeah. But we didn't touch guys like yeah, Gorman or uh, no, it was Gorman, a... Levator, Carlson, mm. or it was Thompson, Herrera. That was highly robbery. Yeah. On top of a year and a half worth of salary, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 50 well, million was just. Yeah, that's just but we, I mean, and then the Cardinals though are banking obviously on him to fall in love with the city because they gave him a second opt out in 22 to waive his no trade clause, but then also added an eighth year of guaranteed money for 15 mil. Yeah, so you know, they're pretty much saying, Hey, here's your opt out, but here's another 15 mil to not opt out for eight pretty, more years. That opt out's pretty safe because nobody in baseball is going to make a ton of money before 22. So the, no, the fifteen million he's making right now, nobody's going to offer him anywhere near fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah, which is why I'm waiting to see what happens with Trevor Bauer because I, you know what, unless San Diego goes completely freaking nuts, you know, spend some more money or whatever. But I mean, you look at a team, it, you know, it, it, you, I'll look at you, Matt, with the White Sox. Bauer put Bauer puts the White Sox over the top at that point. Oh yeah, 100%. and it costs them. It costs them twenty, twenty-two million a year, give or take. Right? If 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 people were spending money, then Reinsdorf would be an idiot not to sign him at that point because the team is ready to win now. And so, yeah, just do it. I mean, his the only way Bauer is going anywhere at that money is somebody who not only going to win the division, they got a shot at winning the World Series because otherwise, no team is spending twenty-two million dollars. They, they they just don't have it. Well, what's up? All of a sudden, the uh, the birds up north are spending like crazy and trading. And oh, Toronto, Toronto is in it to win it with you know signing Springer. That's it. Well, let's get real. So the Cardinals got Nolan Arenado for the exact same price, who's a year younger. That Toronto just paid George Springer to come there to play the outfield for six years. And you you get defensive runs on top of the offense. Yeah. yeah. He's, I get exactly. He's getting big money, but he's he's a right fielder, you know. <laughs> especially in especially in uh whatever it's called nowadays, Air Canada Dome or whatever you know, whatever they it's now named, but the Sky Dome or whatever they used to be, that outfield is absolutely massive. Yeah. He's not going to be able to cover that much ground in two years at center field. No, but like you said, you look again if the White Sox. Had the had the money or, or wanted to spend it one or the other. Now's the time. I mean, there were a couple guys out there that put them over the top. You know, it, Adam Eaton is not the guy. You know, that's the, part of it too is the fact that they're they're they don't want to put all these all this you know capital into certain players and have them out for multi-year contracts when they know 
they've got guys locked up, but they also want to maintain guys in the future years as well, too. So yeah, but they locked up most of those guys for five to seven years. I mean, by the, that's a long, yeah, you know, a long, long time. They signed them before they were even, you know, basically starters. Yeah. I mean, it was a good move if, it, if they all work out because you've got them until they're almost 30 years old. I mean, that's – geez. There's a couple. There's a couple. Like, I think 20, after 2023, some of them start coming up. So you're going to have to pay these guys to keep them around. You know, you got a window right now. I, You know, it's I, I get it. I'd like to see – another starting pitcher sign with, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be. You, you can't count on Kopech. And he, Kopech's not going to start the season in the majors anyway. He hasn't thrown in two years. No, no. Yeah, you know, I mean, trade for like a Sonny Gray or something, you know, somebody like that too. I'd be open. Gray would have worked. doesn't have to be Trevor Bauer, you know. Drop hey, you got, you got, you got the guy who's going to lead your rotation. He knows the LaRusso way. The guy's a bulldog. Yep. I'm telling you, you are Lance Lynn. You're going to sit there and say, oh, tell me about you're it. going to sit there halfway, halfway through the season and you're going to go, this is a guy that we want to throw every three games in the playoffs in the postseason. Yeah. This is the guy. Because he like well, he's, kind of guy he's, yeah, he's Mark. I mean, he learned from the guys here in St. Louis, Carpenter and Wainwright. I mean, that's who he well, is. He's, he's that mold. He's, a little, a little he's like John that. Lackey. Yeah. yeah he's a Lackey like was Lackey. here with them and everything. It's a, yeah. he's, he's that same. He's going to be a no bullshit guy in, in the dugout, though. So you better keep that and eating away from him. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. So, he, his last year here, he pitched through Tommy John, pitched through the injury. Because they asked him, they asked him, he's like, well, what are you going to throw? He's like, fastball, yeah. fastball, fastball. Which, which is what he was going to throw anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, he had a decent curveball, but it was, he was a straight, you know what? Here's my best. If you can hit it, have fun. If you can't, go take a seat and don't. I don't want to hear you say a word to me. Yeah, fifteen wins, two hundred innings. Uh, it give you seven innings every game, almost guaranteed. And uh, doesn't matter if he's getting rocked or not. He'll take the bullet and just throw to save everybody. Yeah. And by the end of the he'll year, be ready it's to like, go. Yeah, he's he's fifteen and seven. You're looking at it like what? I you know it just didn't seem like that. But all of a sudden he's got 15, 16, 17 wins for you. Yeah, but he's not. And the thing is, he's not like a strikeout guy. He's got a his his fastball has a little tail and cut to it that he gets a lot of contact. It's just missed contact, and he mm -hmm. breaks a lot of bats. And he's just, I mean, sounds like a guy I want on my team. Like yeah, him. trust me, he him and Larusa, him and Larusa get along. They got along real well here in 2011. They'll mm -hmm. get a the, he's a Larusa type of guy. He's the guy. He oh, Lynn's the type of guy. Lynn's <laughs> the type. Lynn's the type of guy that uh, Kopech learns from and says, "Oh, this is what I need to do. This is how yeah. I become. This is how the you guy do I'm supposed. Mm -hmm. This is the how I become the guy I'm supposed to be. Oh, okay. And it, you know, here in St. Louis, it kind of goes. It's it started from. There's a chain of guys. So it was Daryl Kyle taught it to Matt Morris, Matt Morris taught it to Carpenter, Carpenter to Wainwright, Wainwright to Lynn, and now Flaherty. And it's just been that same type of, this is how pros do it. Mm -hmm. Well, this will be the year for Kopech where he either decides whether he's a player or he's Mark Fidrich at this point, because I, I mean, I think his biggest problem was his, was his uh, pitching coach, to be honest with you. Um, 
and things like that. But we'll we'll see if he can if he can make it out of this and stuff. He's got the skills. That's obviously it's there. But you look, he never had the year Fidrich had for his first year. But you know, Fidrich looked like he was going to be a Hall of Famer in just one year. And that's I worry about Kopech a little bit, just mentally and physically and stuff like that. Well, but I, I think Cooper being gone, I think, is actually a good thing for him. And well, this this new guy, too, Ethan Katz, the uh, pitching coach from the Giants. I guess he was the high school coach of. Sounds like positive stuff. Sounds, like, yeah. sounds like he's he's a good a good guy to have in there with all these younger guys, and you know, learn. I like you said with Lane Slid, you know, if you're going to do it one way, if it's if it's the way in baseball, it's either the Cardinals or the Twins. Those are the two that I idolize the most. I don't know how the hell they do it, but year after year, they just bring guys up. They, they get rid of their big guys. They bring another guy up from uh, the minor leagues, and he's jumping in. He's they don't miss a beat. So, um, yeah. Yeah, this this will be the year that I'll tell Warren whether he makes it or not. Yeah. Would be my guess. Probably the same for Rodan. Yeah, I know. I saw that, too. That just came through yesterday, I think. So, you know, I, I don't hate it. He's got the potential. Well, he, I, I, I would be honest with you. I was hoping the Cubs would take a flyer on him because, yeah. I again, I think, to me, it was Cooper that, as much as it was Rodan. And he just wasn't the right guy for him. And so uh, I, I think he could still surprise you. Yeah. But so <laughs> if you're Alex Athopoulos, right, the GM of the Braves, why have you not made that phone call to Trevor Bauer? The division's yours, hands down. Yeah, but you, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're right. Division jurors, and then, but you're, uh, you're thinking about the Dodgers, you know. Yeah, I mean, and uh, now San Diego. Yeah, and San Diego. Jeez, I mean, you got to load up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, San Diego's going to throw three starting pitches at you. They're going to, going to hurt you real badly if if Darvish pitches the way he did this year. Well, and the other, and the other thing, exactly, and the other thing with them is they, they left left their second best bat just walk in Ozuna as of right now. Yeah, I know. Where's he going to fall, too? That's a big thing. I wouldn't hate seeing him. DH? Yeah, I would not hate seeing him. DH, I wouldn't mind seeing him in St. Louis. No yeah. DH, not in St. Louis. Not in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and We've experienced. We it's stupid they don't know about that. that. I think that's ridiculous that they haven't made that decision. Well, I, I almost wonder if that's holding up some of the moves, though, too. I would think so. The PC. Yeah. The market. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're a team like the Cardinals – you know, you're sitting there looking like, okay, your our outfield is Carlson, O'Neill slash Bader slash Fowler, in the you know, and then so one yeah, of them is your there's DH. Some opening, there's some openings out there for somebody to move in. <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, that's what I mean. So like, if you're looking at it that way, then you go, okay, if there's going to have the DH, then we can go get a Zuno, or we can go get, you know, X Nelson Cruz, somebody, and then say. Harrison Bader, just go play a good center field and bat ninth, and we don't really care what you do as long as you play mm-hmm. gold glove outfield. There's, there's, like you're there's another to. one from the White Sox. If you want a DH, why would you not take Nelson Cruz? And if for nothing else, so he can't play against you anymore. I know. Because the guy just kills you. I know. Yeah. There's so many with these guys that are towards the end of their career that we just signed throwing the DH position with so many swings and misses. It's like he's uh, another one. Of these, I mean, who's another one of those Minnesota Twins that's made a living on the white side? You know? <laughs> I mean, it's 40, 43 home runs, and, and he's not signed by anybody. Like you said, now if the National League opens it up, 
changes his market completely. Yeah, and then it makes you wonder, uh, uh, Rick. I mean, what what the heck happens as a carpenter? <laughs> you know, I was I was honestly I was very shocked that he wasn't part of that him, deal. Either him or Fowler. One of those contracts wasn't going back the other way. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that must be where the fifty million comes in because yes, uh, maybe exactly. Yes. I mean, how much more did you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, but like when they first set when they when the deal was first reported, they weren't reporting we were getting an extra fifty. They were reporting that one of those big contracts was going back the other way to offset the Arenado contract. Yeah. Well, what does Fowler make a year right now? Twenty. Seventeen. What's what? What's the question? Well, what does Fowler make a year right now? And what you yeah. got about years? This is, is his it, last year coming up. All right. So you could the 50 million buys out Fowler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh what's Carpenter got left? Well, he's a little uh, longer, right? Well, he's got, I think he's Carpenter's making 18. Got a, 18 this for this is the second year, the last year of his option, I think. Or yeah, and they, you know, and they probably just decided, you know, what, what rather than uh, take that dead weight of, you know, and then we have to, uh, then we have to play them. And they just said, yeah, we'll give you 50 million. <laughs> and then you can keep Carpenter and Fowler. <laughs> uh, Figure it out. Carpenter, yeah. Yeah. Carpenter is 18 and a half and Fowler. Oh, Fowler's this year is 16 and a half. So he lost the mill because mm -hmm. of the way they loaded it. But the thing with Fowler is he has a full no trade clause. But he's only got a year again, left. unless it's the Cubs. He'll go back to it. Yeah, yeah. He's well. That's what I mean. That's the guys all. wanted. The guys wanted out since the third week of the season, his first year here. So I'm sure he would waive it for anywhere we went. Yeah, went and offered him. Oh, that sorry, Carpenter. Carpenter's got two years left at 18 and a half. Oh God. I think even yeah. Fowler was amazed that he left, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and the thing is, we just needed one more good year out of him. Is all we, I mean, that was there. We end up with no center fielder. Really, really kind of screwed us over, you know, because it well, didn't start with you guys. was awful. Well, we'll take a good three months if that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what that, what that was was a complete – that is one of the few times I would tell you that the Cardinals overreacted to something yeah. that went on. The Hayward, the, yeah, that, yeah, that was I was showing no, you. No, no, not Hayward. Hayward wasn't the no. guy they wanted. No, it was the, the guy uh, they wanted was Adam Eaton, and then the Nationals gave up the farm for him. And Mosellock went, "Oh crap, we don't have a center fielder. We're going to have to overpay for Fowler." Yeah, uh, that's what they did. Big time, yeah. And that's what they did. So didn't know that, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so the deal the the White Sox wanted. Now you look at it and you say, well, we could have done it. They wanted um, Alex Reyes, and they wanted Carson Kelly, which we traded Carson Kelly for Goldschmidt, anyways. But they wanted Reyes, and Reyes just came off of his rookie year when he went up to Chicago and threw the part of that double header where he went like six scoreless with nine strikeouts or something like that. Yeah, he looked good. And it was like, it was like, Nope. And then he hasn't been healthy since, but you wish now, yeah. you know, hindsight's 2020, but then you probably don't have Goldschmidt either. It's probably with pitchers. You just don't know. But so speaking of trades, the Rams are all in. What is that? 
But are they? Are they all? I mean, did you did you see the story that came out a few hours ago? Oh, the Bears were one of three teams that offered a first rounder for Stafford. It was the yeah, Bears. Be a first rounder, but I can't see multiple yeah. first. Bears, the Lions Broncos, aren't. The Lions aren't going to trade in their own division, though. Yeah, you know? Bears, Broncos, and Panthers all offered a first rounder, but you know they got Rams got two first rounders. Yeah. Uh, and a third, and, couple third rounders, I think. Or. At least one. It was I remember that. And the, I mean, I'm kind of on. I'm unsure on how I feel about that one because having watched Stafford, you know, the last ten years pretty closely or whatever. So there's the only thing that bothers me about him is he, he's got the big arm. He can put the ball in a small window. He's got all. He's a, he takes a hit and all that stuff. He, he, he frightens me is that he reminds me an awful lot of a, a certain number six that was here that owns all the Bears records right now that the Bears beat the, the top Lions so many times in the fourth quarter because Stafford threw a ball away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, just, he, he was, he's, I just have a feeling he's Jay Cutler. I, I, I really do. And I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's the winner that the Rams think he is. Yeah, he's not the he's not the head case that Cutler was, but but he inevitably throws that interception at the absolute. You, you wait worst for the last time. three, four, five minutes of the game, and he, and he just tries to put one somewhere he shouldn't. Yeah, or he tries to wait for a guy to get so far downfield he gets sacked and the fumble happens. Yeah, he puts the ball on the ground a lot, also. But so this was my biggest takeaway. The biggest winner out of this whole thing wasn't the Lions. It wasn't the Rams. It was the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. Oh if, what do you if, mean to Deshaun Watson now? Exactly. Well, <laughs> that and then and then on that same note, the two biggest losers of this trade were Jared Goff, because now he's got to go play for the Lions, mm-hmm. and, Desha- and Deshaun Watson, because now the asking price is going to be so steep that nobody's going to be able to meet it. Well, you know, that's, a, that's I mean, that's the part I looked at, because oh. when they got into the contracts about, like, you know, they get into um, uh, Green Bay's uh, kind of the fact that, you know, he's making $35 million up there. When they were talking about him walking away from the club, who could take $35 million into their into their team for a 36-year-old quarterback at that point? He was going, he was going nowhere. That was, a, that was a bunch of uh, mouth. But now you look at Deshaun Watson, and like you said – Somebody give up three first rounders for him? No, you for it's got to be more than three first rounders now, right? I mean, they're two well, went for Matt Stafford. I don't know if one of them is Trevor Lawrence. You know, well, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, that might be and, a, and another th- another maybe first rounder. But those first rounders, three first rounders. That to me, that is. But those aren't the guy. Those aren't the teams they're talking about that he's going to. The Jaguars, I mean, those are, are the Jets and the Dolphins. Well, Jaguars, the Jaguars, no. It was the Jets, Jets, I think. The Jags were I think the, the other teams. Yeah, if the Jaguars threw out that number one pick and multiple other first-rounders. I think the Jets was a ploy by them to try to get somebody else in that east to bite. The I, team I mean, that's a little north, that's a little more east. Oh, Patriots, this, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Or the Giants. The One of those two are, teams to bite. The Patriots are more than a quarterback away from being good at it again. That, that team is 
they may be a while before they start winning again. Well, you know, with all that you guys were just talking about, it makes it interesting now because, you know, for sure, the Bears are going to end up with, eh. <laughs> you know, oh, with those kind of prices uh, you know, for, for that kind of talent. So now what are they going to – I mean, they don't have anything to give up anyway. And so well, – They're going to have Trubisky back. Trubisky yeah, and they, Foles. Well, they could, yeah. And, uh, you know, or some other uh, oh, middle-of-the-road retread, and um, then you're right back to where – I mean, I honestly – I wouldn't, I wouldn't be – I don't know. I think Carson Wentz could be good. Like right now, if we had to throw it out there, who do you think will be the starting quarterback for the Bears week one? Cam Newton. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think so. He's done. He's done. He no. can't throw a ball yeah. than like 15 yeah. to 20 yards anymore. Oh, he looks so bad. Um, week, one, week one starter. Who would it be? I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, this is going to be a, a carousel quarterback throughout. Yeah. The yeah. There's just, there's no, it's going to be the stash Gardner Minshew, the third. No, I mean, that, you start looking around. That's the guy, you know, I'm, I'm worried about them going for something like that. Or, um, or what if, what if Detroit tries to flip Jared Goff? Let me go and pick him up thinking he's better I mean, than get out, Carson. Get out of Oregon. That was, it was in Tennessee. Who was um, Mariota? Mariota. But I don't he think comes up a lot. He's another soft player. Yeah, I mean, he looked good for the one or two games he came in. To, you know, that was it. But I think that's a flash, and I don't. He yeah, has a chance. Who, whoever you get, they're not the answer. You know, not unless they're you a, trade up. And face yeah. it, one thing we're good at, we're going to trade up. Not trading up well, but we're <laughs> going to trade up. <laughs> I mean, they said seven quarterbacks can go in the first in the first round. I mean, I take the kid out of BYU. Yeah, but I, I think he'll be gone before unless he unless he trade. I up. mean, if you're, if you're going to trade up and give up stuff, but and Deshaun Watson, I know that was the I was listening to radio one uh, one day, and I forgot who I think it was Watson under said he had heard that the asking price was two first rounders and a starter of like Pro Bowl caliber. Because they wanted, for, supposedly for the Bears, they would have wanted two first rounders and um, the inside linebacker uh, got hurt. Roquan Ro- 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 Smith. Roquan Ro- Smith. So Roquan and two first rounders. And that was that was before the Stafford deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're the the Bears, though, I mean, yeah, that's what you have to give up to be a, a, to get a quarterback. But they have other issues too. I mean, you know. Uh, they, I, well, they that's might, what I was gonna say. But they Thank haven't you. had other issues for 50 years. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it sounds like a smart-ass comment, but yeah, think, I mean, really, the last good quarterback they had, and, and if he didn't get hurt, and he was good, not great, it was McMahon. Mm-hmm. And that, that's 35 years ago, guys. Yeah. Now, that's a good point. I mean, so you got to start somewhere. So if you get a you get a good quarterback, then who knows after that? So you got to do what you got to do to get that. But but then when then it, when it comes to Bears management, then that's the issue as well. It's like, wow, do you crazy. trust them to uh, make the uh, you know the right decision? I think I'm I'm answering my own question, but um, you guys yeah. know the answer as well. So, well, yeah. here's the issue. Here's their biggest issue, right? They have it's within five players of their 47 players they have signed for next year, 46% of their cap wrapped up. They're all on defense. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, Robert Quinn, Hakeem Hicks, and Eddie Jackson. Yeah. One of which was a bad signing, and one of which suddenly doesn't play like he used to. Yeah. Maybe he was hurt. People were saying he was hurt throughout the year. I don't know. I mean, Mac made the all-pro team. Yeah. All His right. numbers are good when they look at him in certain ways. He doesn't pass the eye test. You don't see yeah, but his impact, uh, yeah, is not what it was. I mean, they're, they're solid at running back. You know, when you know, with Montgomery, if they had, you could just add somebody else in the draft. I mean, you know, that's yeah. you know, running backs aren't a premium anymore and stuff like that. I, I'm comfortable with Montgomery. I, I really am. I, I, I think he's pretty good. Uh, but and, you know, Mooney's gonna. Mooney's not a bad. He was a good fifth round draft pick, but he's not a number one yet. And so uh, yeah, I I have this bad feeling about that. Oh, that, that he's going to Green Bay. That would be the worst feeling. I would unless they tag him. Do you think they they ta- who who are they talking about tagging? Would it be him or who? Yeah, it would be him. It would be him. Yeah. Yeah. Would so. you want to tag him though? I, I don't want. So he doesn't to, go to the Packers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want him to walk away. But I mean, he's he yes. then gets what top? He'd get the average of the top three wideouts. Top five yeah. in the league. Mm-hmm. Top five. Yeah, for the first. And, yeah, I mean, we need, you know, we need a but you know what? He's he's, he's not that far off of that player. I mean, he's he's not a top five guy. He's not maybe not a top ten, but he's right. He's right there in that next group. No, so but I'm cool. saying, but I'm saying then that more money tied up at that yeah, amount. Exactly, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise you're going to bring in a quarterback and have nobody to throw to. Yeah. Well, and that that I, goes back to what I was saying about having other issues. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you might get a good quarterback, but then yeah, you know, you yeah, then you don't have anybody to throw to, and the, I mean, the defense is come at look like he might have be a player down the line and stuff like that near the end of the year. I would still keep Jimmy Graham because. Anytime I was inside the twenty yard line, I just play him. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. the guy is still. He's no money in there. Yeah, in the he, red zone. he has money in there. So they, they've got some stuff, but you know the old line. The old line needs needs addressing. Yeah, I would be upset if if we didn't go quarterback in the first round. If any other pick was anything other than offensive line, I would be very. Yeah, if it's, yeah, if it's not mm-hmm. a quarterback, you're right. I'd be very. Yeah. So you think Allen Robinson is worth nineteen point four five? I don't think anybody's worth nineteen point four five. But no. Well, like, that's 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 the average of the top five. But yeah, it, that, it, that, it, let's put it this way: if you have any hopes of winning a division in the next three years, uh, if he goes to Green Bay, he's probably worth nineteen point four five. Who who are the top five? Who are the top five highest paid? Julio Jones at twenty three point one. Amari Julio. Cooper at twenty two. Michael Thomas at 18.8, uh, Devontae Adams at 16.7, and Mike Evans at 16.6. Yeah, at, at 19.5, not, not for Robinson. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like Dave says, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Then you don't have anybody to throw to. But, like you said, Rick, then you got your, uh, your cap tied up with, you know, then you have less flexibility to do other things. Um, I mean, you have to make, you might have to move some defensive players. I don't know if you could move Quinn after the first year he's been here, but he did nothing. I think, yeah. I think the guy you move is Khalil Mack. You can get the most for him. Possible. It's possible. It's the same. It's the same argument I have with you guys about who the Blackhawks need to move. 
It's Kane. Yeah. I mean, the only way, the only way they can move Kane is if there's going to be nobody in the stands for the next five years. There'll be nobody <laughs> I'm saying, in the anyway. Well, that actually, no, but, with COVID, that may be the case anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's what I'm but saying. No, that was going to be my, the case. My point with that is, though, is like if you're going to move one of the big names, you got to move the guy that's going to bring you back the most haul that isn't going to leave you and, you know, you're not going to try to complete rebuild. Who can bring you the most pieces that is going to speed up that rebuild? Well, I don't know. While watching that rebuild, I know you haven't seen many of the games recently, but the first two games they played this year, I, I mean, after the second one, quite frankly, I told Marianne, I said, you know what? This is going to be a long freaking year. Yeah. No, they were kind of unwatchable the first two they games. Were, they were awful, right? Yeah. Next two games, they played a little better. Yeah, don't they even improve? Yeah, but – they're but three. they played Florida. They played Florida and Detroit. I mean, you still have to beat who you play. They were beating them five to nothing and things like that. So for a team that lost eight to nothing, please keep it down there. <laughs> <It's> there. <laughs> nobody hey, Colorado, seven nobody. seven power play goals. I'll take an eight nothing loss when they score seven and we beat them the night before. It's okay. No, nobody beat us by that many. Stuff, including the you haven't played Colorado. Yeah, with like well, if you put Subban on the net, it could be eight nothing. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Uh, because he was, I've never seen a guy so awful, but he's like, he, he doesn't move. I mean, he just doesn't move at all. It's, if, if the puck hits him, it's great. But, but you know, they got something in Lincoln, and it, it, it appears. Uh, I mean, he's been winning again tonight, 4-1, to one, and stuff like that. And Lincoln is, you know, up around 940 in save percentage. He's only lost the one game 2-1. to one. Uh, I mean, he, this is his sixth game now. But if you if you watch the Black Fox the last four games, not the Detroit games, because I, I, I give you that. They're not that's not who you want to measure yourself against in Detroit. You know, right now you've got five guys with three goals each, you know, none of which are Taze, Doc, or Debrinket, because they're all out. So you take your top three or your top four offensive guys off any hockey team out there and then tell me how they are. Uh, in the offense. You know, this kid Suter that I got from the, the Swiss League looks good. Uh, I mean, Kirsch, um, what's his name? Oh, God, the Russian kid. Kubalik. Oh, Kirishev. Kubalik's got you. Know, it's still Kubalik. Uh, thank God they signed Strom because he looks like he did two years ago before the concussions. Again, but Suter's got three goals. Janmark's got three goals. Janmark's not a bad player. And they got, he, you know, he's, he's probably a 10, 12 goal guy. He's, probably a little ahead of schedule, but, you know, fairly solid. But some of these young kids they got and some of the defensemen, you know, if we don't have to put Seabrook back on the ice, I mean, that's uh, – it's tough. I mean, that that would be a disaster. But, you know, Ian Mitchell, people – I mean, they're moving the puck out of the zone. They look noticeably faster. If you if you watch a team tonight and you watch a team those first two games, you wouldn't know it was the same team. And I don't think they're that – far away at that point. They, one, you have to have the goalie. The goalie's got to continue. Um, and go there. to give up Kane, you're not gonna, to me, you're not going to get enough back for him. You're, I don't care you're, what, what you get. If you get two defensemen, is that, is that going to make the Hawks a, that much better team than they are right now? No. No, but if you, get, if you can get a goalie of the future. Well, yeah, they, or a Burke, they have, uh, they have maybe a couple of like Gorgiev or uh, – I mean, you look at Bennington. Bennington came out of nowhere. Shesterkin. You know, so, I mean, it's 
you know, we give this kid a chance. He's, you know, he's only played in, in the European leagues. So, I mean, right now, he looks real good. There's, there's no question. Can he continue? We'll see. That's a big hole, Phil, if, if he can at that point. And then you go, but I, I just don't think you get enough back for Kane for what he brings to the players he plays with on the lines and everything else. Not yet. Three years from now? Yeah, maybe. But Yeah, but then his value is not going to bring you back what it could. That's that's my point. But, but what, I don't know. Pick, pick any two defensemen on any team or a defenseman and a forward. Are they enough to make up for what Kane brings you today? I don't think the answer is yes. And I, and I think he, unlike Taze, is, there's not going to be that huge drop-off, at least not, not in the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think if, if you're going to trade Kane, I think I don't I don't know if it's existing current players. I think it's uh, maybe more of a, a draft uh, uh, draft picks. Yeah, kind of thing. You, you'd have to you'd have to get a, a shitload back. Yeah, and you'd have to draft well. Well, you'd you'd have to hit on all of them. Yeah, this is guy. Yeah, wouldn't be something immediate uh, benefit. Uh, but you know, I mean, if if you don't think you're going to contend. For the next two three years, uh, then this That's, probably would be the time to, so, to do that deal. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're. I, you know, like I said, this year, I, I think watching the last two weeks, I think they're a playoff team. Now they're bottom of the play. You know, they're a. You know, there are seven or eight coming in. You know, whatever the case may be, uh, but I think they're a playoff team. Now you've got to go. You got to figure out. You know, can you do a few other things? Can you hit on a few more draft picks? I don't know. No, it's, it's hard to turn I mean, around. If you could send him up to if you could send him up to Buffalo, who has the cap room for Victor Olafson and Rasmus Dahlin, I think you'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, those are yeah, two pretty good defensemen. Yeah, is Buffalo going to give them up? Even to I mean, bring it, even to bring his prodigal son home, I don't know. If they're trying to win, I mean, they got to try to keep Jack Eichel happy. That's the way to keep him happy is to bring in a guy that could help them win now. Well, they could bring a Vander King back. <laughs> <laughs> they had him. Yeah, I don't think so. But no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just happy that 72 in the note is playing well enough to have some people forget about 27. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that that was, uh, you know, I'm, I was disappointed that he left, but um, you know, the, the addition of Krug. Uh, I don't know yeah. if that's straight uh, swap, but, uh, you know. No, but Justin, Justin Falk now is, you know, so last year with Falk, his biggest thing was he's a guy that usually plays your top four minutes. And when you're putting him in top six minutes and he's trying to be your defensive guy, it's not going to work out. No. Like this year, he's played eight games. He's got two goals, one assist, and he's plus 10. Yeah. Oh, he's playing and, real well defensively. Yeah, and then if you match that up with Pet with 24 shots on net, you match that up with Petro. Yeah. Petro in seven games plus he's now on the COVID list, so he'll be out for two weeks. Hey guys, goal, I, three, I, I gotta one I gotta goal, go on assists. mute just for a second here, okay? Because I got a call from work. Go ahead. You're good. But Petro, one goal, three assists, and he's only a plus two with 20 shots on goal. So for the blues to avoid that massive amount of money to have but, somebody only go on COVID. It's hard when you lose your heart and soul, though, isn't it? I mean, it is. I don't know if he was ever the heart and soul. I think he just wore the C. I think right. the heart and soul was was guys like Steen, 
Perron, Schwartz, Shen. I think those were always the guys in the leader, the in the room that led by example. And then they went out and got O'Reilly, and he completely revamped that locker room's work ethic, and that's what you know led to 2019. But I think Petro was just like, like I said, for the, a guy for a guy who lived through Bobby Hall leaving. I don't think I could deal with Petra Kane leaving. Now, you guys are way too young to uh, have any emotional tie to when Bobby Hall left the Blackhawks. It was, I mean, I, it was like my best friend died. I mean, it was, you just couldn't believe it. It was one of those things you went, what? What? <laughs> to what? I know that feeling. That feeling happened to me every single April or May whenever the Blues got knocked out before 2019. Yeah, Last well, year when they got knocked out, it didn't hurt as much. Well, it helps once you win one. That's, that's like, yeah, being a Cub fan, I know that, right? <laughs> Stuff like so. Realistically, how many how many good years does Patrick Kane have left? That's like, my like, thing. Like, well, especially with that roster, I think he can still have three, three, three top years. But him him having three years with that roster, what does it do? It mer- it keeps you out from getting a good draft pick. It keeps you right on the cusp of like purgatory uh, you, like the, again you got you got you got to find lightning in a bottle someplace you know on that because you, you're not going to get Connor mcdavid in the draft but there's only here's the thing all those years there's only one mcdavid there's only one McKin- uh, mckinnon no you go but- three you got three guys that, if you look at the hawks right now we're full of guys that were top five draft picks at one time but there i'm not even talking somebody's about somebody's home i'm no, I know, but I'm talking about when they come up to that second contract, and because he's still making 10 mil, 10 and a half, it ends up having guys like Panarin leave a little early because they're afraid to lose him, or Saad leave a little early because they're afraid to lose him. Like that type of stuff. Then that's the thing that then, because well, you, you trade those guys a little early, you trade those guys a little early, and you don't get as much back, and you're getting a second and a third round pick for a top five draft pick because he had, he had to dump some salary. It's like to bring it here in a second. He'll, you know, like they probably gave him too much money off of one year. But you're going to, well, he, he was looking good this year until he pulled it out here too again. But you're going to look, you look at the Hawks right now and you look at guys like Strom and you look at uh, Christian, you look at, they've got four or five guys on the team. They've gone out and targeted that were top five picks in the league. And they were somebody's, somebody, you know, like you said, we were trading Kane for these guys. They were somebody's hope. If you're a top five guy in a draft, you're going to be a superstar. And none of these, I mean, Sloan's a good player. He's a good player. And that's that's when it starts and stops. I mean, you know, he's, he's better than some of what we had and things like that. But, you know, he's not a superstar. I mean, the, the problem is only every, every few years you get a McKinnon or you get a McDavid. That's a sure thing. Now, and it's, no, you, I know. You, but you my point is, we get three really good draft picks back and end up with nothing. No, I'm not. But I'm saying you trade them and you get three or four very serviceable, good guys that give you less cap and give you more cap flexibility. We're full of serviceable guys. We had three lines of them. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got the best. The uh, three third line in the league. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the problem. We got we got plenty of ten to 12, ten to fifteen goal guys 
it's so that you you don't have those guys that make a difference so that you know you don't have a Sidney Crosby, you don't have any of those you got one left, you got Kane. Tays played kind of like it a little bit last year after two years of not playing like it. But I mean, rumor has he's done. I mean, so that's you know, it's sad, you know, in a lot of ways and stuff like that. But there you're gonna lose twelve million bucks out of that out of your stuff eventually here. That's that's a huge cap when he goes. Well, it depends. If he retires, they get charged with half of that cap for twice the length of the contract. So it'd be five point five for the next one. They have three years left on both of their deals or four? That's a good question. Well, does he have the option of, uh, I mean, if, if it's a medical issue, is it like the HOSA situation? No, they think it's more like the Bickel situation. Well, it doesn't matter. If it's medical, if they retire under contract, under the CBA, they get hit, the team gets, cap, whoever has them as they retire, um, takes a, half their cap hit penalty for double the length of left on the contract. So it, would, it was trying to avoid things of like signing these guys and giving them 10 year deals for, you know, 15 mil and knowing they're only going to play two years and then they get out from under that whole contract. All right. Um, so they have, they have two years left. So for, yeah, that's all they have left. So for so if Taves were to retire, the Hawks would get a penalty of roughly five two five for four years. But that's half of what they're paying Taves. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like he'll be a medical a medical deal. Hidden, he'll be gone. I hope. I mean, I hope that's wrong. But you you hearing it too much from too many people. That's. You know, it's not, it's not, obviously it's not COVID and it's not anything, anything like that. And they don't, they won't even give you an update. I mean, they're, that's, yeah. that's not good and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I know they're playing uh, tonight. I think there's supposed to be a special eye on, on Bickle. You know, he's had, he's back on the ice figure skating or something. And it's, um, you know, like it, it's a big push through for somebody with MS and stuff like that to, be able to do that, you know. He seemed like a good guy, so, uh, yeah. so you, you're kind of happy to see that. But it's, I think, it's unfortunate that it's it, it may be coming up again, you know. And that, you know, that's worrisome. I mean, Doc will be back. I mean, that's that's a whole other thing. He's a young kid, and he'll be back, and you know, that's that's going to be a big help too. I mean, they'd be a lot better. You know, a couple of all the games they've lost by one right now, and stuff like that. You know, a Kirby Doc and a Jonathan Taze in the starting lineup would have, you know, could have helped you in some of those. These how, long, how long is Doc out for? All the regular season. It's yeah. yeah, it's like a four-month yeah, that, deal. That bone was like completely snapped in half, and yeah, surgery pins all of it. Mm. So it's not good for a hockey player. No playoffs. No. If he, playoffs if he's lucky. You know that that's. But I mean, at that at that point, do you want to risk like? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, especially if you're a seven or eight seed. No, you're not gonna. No, you're, you're you're little, little, and little and just a guy who's that. Like, let's be real. It'd be more beneficial for the Hawks to have him sit out the whole year because then when he comes time for his new contract in a year and a half, it's like, 
well, you missed the whole year. Then he comes and plays and tears up the playoffs. It's like, hey, look at me in the playoffs. You better pay me big-time money. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I think all, all the way around, you just don't count on him this year. It's probably yeah. the thing. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, odds of him, uh, and I know you're not saying this, odds of him tearing up in the playoffs are, you know, with a wrist injury, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that just uh, – yeah. that, that is yeah. really tough to come back from. But you, yeah, you, but as the Hawks, you one don't want to give him the option to tear it up, but yeah. you also don't want to give him the option to go out there and have his confidence completely shot. Yeah, that too. You know, yeah, I the mean, other thing. He had a, exactly. had a nice round of the playoffs in Edmonton. I mean, he looked like he looked like the guy that they they thought they drafted, and it looks like I mean, bright future if the, if the wrist heals well and stuff like that, but. Hmm. You don't want to take a chance of getting them hurt no. again. I, I, Give I, it the extra time over the summer to heal. Yeah. Even and if they go into playoffs, it, it, like I said, it's going to be as a. It was, but it would be. It wouldn't be out of eight teams. It wouldn't be the top four. It'd be. It'd be a five through eight somewhere. So you'd be, you know, you'd be the underdog going in no matter what. I would. I would think. Well, I mean, well, this year's playoffs are a little different, right? So you only the only top four teams make it out of their division. True, and they yeah. play inside their division, anyways. So then you have to win your division to get to the final four. So you're playing, you know, for you guys, the and Hawks. The your whole playoffs. Course. I kind of like our division better for our chances this year than last year. I mean, playoff wise, they're Carolina, Dallas, Tampa, like Tampa. Well, Tampa's a problem. I mean, yeah, yeah <laughs> Tampa's going to be Tampa's. Tampa's going to go on cruise control and just wait until the playoffs and then watch out. Like they're, you know, but I mean, our division, (laughs) our division is a complete toss up, I think for three of the four playoff spots. Well, I, I I think the top end of your division with the exception of Tampa is tougher. Well, I mean, yeah, there's only, so Right now, your guys' division, Florida's leading with 11 points. They're 5-0-1. Oh, Columbus has 11. Carolina's got 10. Dallas and Tampa have nine each. I'm going to tell you something. I saw Florida. Florida. Florida's not Tampa. They're not, they're not that good. <laughs> no, Florida, Florida, Florida has beaten you guys twice. By one, and by one they, beat, they beat the Red Wings. One overtime. Twice. So do we. Um, yeah. No, I'm just saying. So, like, yeah. their their whole Florida, thing. Florida's, uh, not, Florida's not going to be that top team. It's not, they're not, they're and, not then, that good. and then they will beat Columbus. So, they haven't played Dallas, Carolina, Tampa. You know. Tampa's going to be up there. Dallas will be up there, you know, for sure. But we'll see. So – We'll make one prediction for this this episode leading up to next week. Um, you know, there's a somewhat big football game. I don't think we're allowed to use the words. It's the the big game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not allowed to use the, the term, I don't think, unless we want to put, pay like some sort of royalty fees. Oh, Super, um, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Now we're so gonna be sued. it's uh <laughs> Yoda versus Baby Yoda is what I've kind of been seeing <laughs> with some memes. I did with see that Brady song. Brady versus Mahomes. Um, so the line has the line has it as Chiefs minus three, 
and the over under 65 and a half. You mean you're not going to be like that guy in Vegas at that 2.4 million and, and uh, Tampa to cover? <laughs> I mean, did you see that? The largest three points even. If you give me a half a point, if I can have three and a half, he got three and a half. That's what he got. So he bought the half a point. Maybe. No, they had it was at three and a half when he put the money down. Oh. But I don't know. Let's go around and see. So, Matt, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Line is three and a half for the Chiefs, 65 and a half for the over under. What do you got? Oh, boy. Um, this is a hard one. You know, I, I know there really isn't like a home field advantage, but there is a home field advantage, right? First team to ever. First play. time ever. Yeah, to have this ever happen. I just, I don't, I don't think there's, a, I don't think he can stop. I don't think he can stop Brady. I really don't. I, yeah, I, I got to go Bucks. I got to go Bucks with this one. Um, are they co- just to cover or are they outright? Man, this, this is, it's, this is a really compelling matchup right you know it's just it's the tried and true that mr is gonna do it versus the the kid that shocks the world it's so hard Ugh. we were at your house a few years ago remember when brady was down i know four points yes. <laughs> we'll see 30, hold on don't tell atlanta it was 38 to 3 they don't <laughs> like that score when you hear when they hear it Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I think Bucks Bucks the cover. Boy, I don't know. score. I gotta go under. I gotta go under sixty-five. No, fifty-six. Oh, it's. 56. Oh, oh, I thought you said 65. Did I say 60? Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, so I, sorry, sorry. 56 50, and a half. I got 56 on that prediction you got me. So. Oh, <laughs> 56 <laughs> and a half. Sorry. If I said 65, my bad. 56 and a half. 56 and a half. Okay. The Chiefs are minus 165 to win outright. That might have been why, what I was looking at when I read 65. Okay. Um, so 56 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh I'm, I'm doing some mental math. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it, if each team averages 28. Yeah. Yeah, 56. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, and then, then I'm going over 56. Keith. I'll do the easy one first. I I, I think uh, I'm going to go with the over, um, and my my gut's telling me you know go with the Chiefs, uh, just because I don't think that normally the Chiefs' offense can't be stopped. But watching the Tampa defense the last few weeks, uh, you know, there's so much talk about Mahomes and Brady, but I I think when it's all said and done, the Tampa defense may be the difference in this game, and. Um, so I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Tampa uh, to cover. Dave, 
I'm going with Tampa outright, 30-26. So that puts me at uh, at under because that's 56 and a half. Yeah. I mean, and I'm picking a team that's got one pro ball player and against a team that's got seven, including four on defense, which is kind of surprising when you – you think about Kansas City, you think about offense, to me at least, anyway. And they got, you know, four of their seven pro bowlers are on defense. But I just think Brady's going to, I think Tampa's going to run the ball. And I think they're going to run it effectively. And, and quite frankly, the one thing that at Kansas City, to me, seems like they're vulnerable at is the run. Um, so if you eat the clock enough and things like that, you get down to the last two and a half minutes, I'll still take Brady. You got a lot um, to prove. I mean, I think the easiest bet, which very, very much scares me, the easiest bet in all of football this year is the over in the Super Bowl because you have two teams that just throw and throw and throw and tally, you know, average 29 and a half points. And I don't think Andy Reid will ever – not try to outthrow his opponent. So, and Bruce Arian has that same type of mindset. So, I don't know if there's going to be much running going on. If there is, I'd be very shocked. I think they're going to use the screen game to their quick wideouts as more of the run game. So, over for me, big time. I think it's like a, I think you could set this at 69. It'd be, it'd be more of a, does Antonio Brown play? That's probably a that's probably they said a, him and they said him and Sammy Watkins are both set back. to return. Yeah. For if, both teams. If, if, if Brown is playing, and then you're you could be right on, on the other one. I still think Arian's gonna try and run a little bit, but uh, I don't think they can out I don't think they can out gun Kansas City. I, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody in the league can. I Arians isn't stupid. Uh, that's their but, you know, the deep ball every now and then, Brady still throws it as well as anybody in football. But he doesn't have a guy who can just outrun every single defensive back like Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Well, he is, but, you know, Hill's a problem, all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, Kansas City's games have been closer lately than you'd like them to be. Yeah, they were, the, they were just extremely as close last playoffs. They love the dramaticness. It's that Mahomes, you know, he's got he's got some of that Brady and Rogers type of keep it close Roger. and last, you know, exactly dagger. Yeah, I'm not sure he can out Brady Brady, but we'll see. He, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to out Brady Brady. He just has to out Brady Brady's defense. Yeah, yeah. You have to talk about. It. You have to ask. Uh... Our Green Bay Packer friends up there, how that how that went. I thought. Oh, they, you mean? I, I, I you mean how there? Green Bay. Would, you mean yeah, how there was, wasn't any any defensive pass interference all game on the Packers, and then uh, last second yeah. there's a flag that comes out thirty seconds after the play. It was interference, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, exactly. It was interference, but they hadn't called interference the entire game. You know? Yeah, or or Lafleur just not saying, you know what, we have. Arguably be the best quarterback in the game with the ball on the 10 yard line, 10 yards to tie the season. 
and we kick a field goal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. That, 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 was, that, that was very bear-like, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in the you're in the same you're in the same situation whether you kick the field goal or not. You know, if you make well, that's I mean, yeah. You're still down but then by two again, scores. But then again, score. he did he bet on his defense, and yes, I know they called a hole. I don't know if that ball was still catchable. I think Brady floated it up there, and I think it would have been incomplete. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't really matter because all I know is you, you can't but... stick your hands inside the other guy's jersey and I expect to be called. Well, <laughs> Brady's team, well, you know, Brady's the, teams the, have the got around, about it. gotten away with that his whole career, though. That's what that's the way the Patriots beat the the Rams in two thousand two was clutching and grabbing and all of that. That's yeah, that's you know. Let's the Patriots here, though. And... Yeah, you know the other thing about that uh, going uh, going for the field goal instead, if you don't. If you don't get the touchdown, they're stuck in. If I'm not mistaken, they're certainly inside the ten. It might have been inside the five. Yeah, uh, it was. There was. Uh, they were about the ten. It was like the nine, the yeah. nine and a half ish. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you're in pretty good shape there. You yeah. know, still have three three timeouts, I think, and the team. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, you knew that they weren't gonna. Let's be real. Bruce Arians probably wasn't gonna have Brady throwing the ball three downs in a row. One. Mm-hmm. And definitely not inside his own ten, just in case it was a yeah pick going the other way type of situation. Mm-hmm. But so I think Kansas City does win back to back, and I and I don't think. Well, we'll just get so we'll go one more prediction with the the NFL or the NFL championship MVP since we can't use the other words. <laughs> So Matt, who's the MVP of the big game? Well, I mean, I, I pick, it's got to be Brady. I pick the Bucks, so I got to go with Brady. Or I can hedge my bets and go with Mahomes, right? <laughs> there you go. No, I'll go Brady. Gotta be. Yeah, same deal. I, I <laughs> can hardly pick the Bucks to to win uh, and then go with Mahomes, so it's going to have to be Brady. <laughs> it's, it's Brady here, also. If the Bucks win, they ain't going to be anybody but him. Well, that's what I was. Gonna, if the Bucks win, it's got to. It's got, has to be Brady, yeah. right? Yeah. But my guy, that I, I think, with a game ceiling interception, the Honey Badger Tyron. Oh, maybe a couple. Maybe a couple defense, big defensive plays. Maybe a sack on a corner blitz and a big pick to uh, to seal it. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, how many picks? Brady threw what, four picks against the Packers, didn't he? Four touchdowns. Four yeah. Picks? At least three, three. Was it three and a fumble? Maybe. Oh, maybe it was three and a fumble. Yeah, that could be. Mm-hmm. That would be that's, that's I like that. I like that. Just I mean, because sometimes these games, you know, they don't give it to the guy. Like if Mahomes has his normal game, they don't give it to Mahomes. They'll give it to right. a guy who had two touchdowns that came out of nowhere, or a guy who made one play. Like I'm looking at. I was looking at the last time uh, Brady faced. Andy Reid in the Super Bowl in 2006 or 2005, the MVP was Deion Branch because he had two touchdowns, but Brady threw for like 320. Mm-hmm. And the score was 24 Brady, Brady had the advantage in New England of almost never having anybody worth a damn on his team. Yeah. Except for, he if, never, except for Randy Moss, you tired to name a, you know, anybody who was at that level at any position. Gronkowski for well, a while. And he never really won the Super – they won – like, Deion Branch won two Super Bowl MVPs. Two. Like, some guy who's just kind of, you know, blah. Ty Law, like, 
Jimmy McGinnis, like all these weird guys won the MVP all the time. Yeah. Which but means think, that neither Brady nor Mahomes will win. So. Exactly. I think Brady wants to finish off the, you know, the, who was more important, Belichick or him. <laughs> well, yeah. That's why, that's why that rumor came out this week that he almost wore number seven. <laughs> you know, because he's chasing number. And I saw this meme. It said, if Brady wins seven, does Jordan come out of retirement? <laughs> the Bulls hope so. <laughs> you mean, well, now he's a Bobcat or oh, Hornet, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. I'd probably go back to the Wizards. <laughs> well, it would be better than a rumor I heard yesterday that Derek Rose, the Bears, the Bulls are looking at Derek Rose. Sunday, what do you think? Seven o'clock? <laughs> well, we, we can do it. We can update our picks then. So, yeah. well, well, if, we, if we did anything, it'd have to be Saturday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Sunday's not going to fly. Or we just, you know, like you said, we got you back in on you, you won't be September again. So we just wait another. Yeah, we'll wait till after the game. Wait till the t- two weeks from now. One week, yeah. Yeah. And at that point, we're going to, my guess is the way they're going, the rest, a lot of the rest of baseball's free agents will be, mm-hmm. be landed. Maybe. We'll see. I think. I, just don't I don't know, know. about Bauer. I, I, I really, I, I tell you, I really don't. I don't, I don't know anybody's going to spend that money. Well, what does, I mean. Or he takes a one year, he takes a one year fire. Yeah, the way, somebody. I was going to say, the way this is setting up, like, I know you don't want to hear this, Dave, but this is like the this would be the typical normal cardinal move of going out. Hey, we'll give you one year for twenty two and see what you do. Like that would be, it could, you know, like it, it's like it's a, a move that in years past the cardinals you would be like, oh, it's this long into the off season. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna end up somehow with the cardinals. Yeah, no, they they wait, they wait, they wait, they wait. And uh, and then they make a, a move uh, usually I mean, late. Uh, yeah, late in the. Uh, they waited three years season. to finally pull the trigger on Arenado, and look how it worked out. For yeah, them. yeah. Bauer, <laughs> Bauer would Bauer would tip the, the division completely at that point. I, I'll give you that. 
I, I just, I, I don't know what he's going to do, to be honest with him. I mean, he's such a freak to begin with. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the hard part is he's not a likable guy. I mean, he's, he's just, No, I think, well, he made the comment, though, that he's going to, from now on, he might just go year to year, one year deals, because that's the best way to bet on himself or something. Like, he made that com- mm-hmm. comment a while ago. Yeah. And kind of, he, he pedaled back. But if that's a fact, that's, I think it's the only way I'd ever see Ryan Zoke open up his pocket for a guy like that. It's, a one-year deal. It doesn't yeah. stick to in long deals for pitchers, period. Yeah. No, that's a good point, yeah. See, my, my, my fear is Ricketts could open a checkbook inside him, and then he gets a shoulder injury, you know, two weeks into spring training. <laughs> yeah. you know, so, and, and you're done. I mean, it, I mean, we've had good luck with pitchers over the last five, six years, quite frankly. I mean, the area. Well, that's just because Dusty Baker isn't there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, Baker single-handedly killed our – our pitching staff that was there. Oh boy, that's the truth. I mean, yeah. that was that was a crime what he did to them. No, 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 really. Well, you, you can you can throw 140 pitches, no problem. No yeah, problem. you're winning 11 to one, but yeah, you know, well, we need to throw one more inning first. Yeah. Sure. But okay, so at what point? Who was the pitching coach at that time? Ooh, that's a good um, well, it wasn't it wasn't what? Rothschild, was it? Wow, that's a good question. Because well, I mean, uh, at what uh, point? Uh, at what point does that guy go? Like, if I mean, just from experience here in St. Louis, like, if Tony Larusa was trying to do that, Dave Duncan would have been down his throat. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, like, they just wouldn't. Have, yeah, yeah, that. But Baker was one of these guys. You know, he was the big name hire, and it was his way or the highway with everything. I mean, that was that's well, just I mean, the way it was. Yeah. So to answer your question, really nobody was the pitching coach because uh, Dusty Baker nobody was making was the all the. Nobody was the coach either. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know you guys had Alfonso Soriano playing left field, adding lead off. And a man hit a lot of home runs here, boys. I <laughs> also dropped a lot of fly balls. He's hopping again. I don't know. I don't know who was a worse. Who was more adventurous to watch in left field, Chris Duncan or Alfonso Soriano at the time? Ozuna was uh, giving him a run for money too with some of his. Yeah, uh, but Ozuna somehow won a Gold Glove, so yeah, I think he automatically gets taken out. out. Yeah, yeah. He how did he win a Gold Glove? And speaking of that, how did Tyler O'Neill win a Gold Glove? (laughs) Because I think they just strictly went based off fielding percentage. I mean, O'Neill's got a good glove. He makes a lot of. His like advanced metrics of ground covered is like kind of like Bader because they're both so fast. They get to like those balls in their non-designated area that those analytic guys like yeah, fall in love uh, with. That must be it because just the eye test is like when when he won the gold glove, first off, when I heard he was a finalist, I was like, what where did that come from? <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you look at it, you're like, did he play enough games in left? Yeah, field did he play enough games, number one. And then it's like, again, it's left field. So, you know, you take it with a grain of salt anyway. So, yeah. Well, but then you also look at it. It's like, usually that still goes to the guy who's got a good bat. Like O'Neal, you know, he hit a couple, he had a couple timely home runs, but But, it wasn't much more than that. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. So I'm trying to look up the Cubs pitching coach and, it was, in 2003, it was Larry Rothschild. Was Rothschild? Yeah. 
It was probably asleep. He's probably asleep in a dugout. He's 150 <laughs> years old. <laughs> yeah, Dusty Baker asleep on the bench and rushed out of his sleep back in, back in the clubhouse. No, Dusty Baker was too busy looking at the toothpicks he was chewing at, and checking to make sure his wrist make sure his were, sweatbands were in the yeah. correct place. And, and his kid was sitting at the end of the bench. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, he almost got ran over in 2002. All right, guys. We'll catch up here. It was good getting back at it. So we'll catch up sometime after the uh, the Lombardi trophies handed out. Yeah, then let's not make the next one June. Uh, let's. Uh... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll at least get it in. You know, mid mid NHL season and before the <laughs> opening day. Yeah, I want to. Uh, well, you know, when we get the website, you know, when you put those couple of categories, somehow if we can get a link in there to this, it'd be great. So, well, we used to have one, but then SoundCloud wanted you to start paying money to upload more, and that's what it's embedded with. So, hmm. we'll try to figure it out. You got it. All right. See Thank you guys. Have a good week, guys. Take care. See you. Everyone.